Yo, what up, though? And welcome back to another installment of the Black Fridays podcast. Yes, your favorite host, Denzel Turner, is back on the mic once again. And today we have another installment of Flashback Friday. Now, for those who are trifling and haven't heard the last episode of Black Fridays just yet, Flashback Friday is a revisitation to the inauguration of Black Fridays, where I started interviewing guests on Instagram Live, and we're taking a little trip down memory lane to soak up all of the free game that we got from those dope guests. With that being said, I have my brother Donald Dudley pull up to the podcast, who is a director of marketing at Foot Locker, to talk about his journey as a creative and how he has been able to impact the community through his work at Foot Locker. Now, Donald is a fellow sneakerhead like myself, but trust me when I tell you, he is light years ahead of me when it comes to the shoe game. Even though his kick game is crazy, his love for the culture and his passion for the community is even crazier. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play the intro and get into the episode. Oh, it's good. You are now in oh, with good. by Spy Jones. Brother Donald Dudley. Um, I'll let him do his formal introduction, but uh, definitely appreciative for this brother stepping into Black Fridays and and looking forward to the knowledge he's gonna share. So, Donald, I'm gonna ask you um, if you could share two perspectives for us or introduce yourself from two perspectives. Tell us who you are, you know, what you do to make money, and then also tell us who are you as a person. Like, you know, just who is Donald? What do you enjoy? What are you about? For sure. So <clears throat> what I do to make money, my nine to five. <laughs> so uh, I'm the director of marketing for Foot Locker, um, specifically uh, what we call the central geo region. Uh, mm-hmm. So that encompasses uh, Detroit, Chicago, uh, and Texas currently, eventually to be kind of everything in between. Uh, so my position there really consists of uh, what we call local and community marketing. So it's staying connected with the cities that our stores are in. It's staying connected with the culture itself. Um, it's uh, it, it still has some traditional marketing in it as far as like, you know, content, photo shoots, social media. But a large part of it is uh, that community aspect. Um, Outside of that, I'm also the creative director and owner of Clean Sneaker Care, which I own with my partner, uh, Clue, Clue 313, shout out to my brother. Um, you know, so that's what I do. You know, that's my like my job, my work. That's what I do. Uh, to answer your question about me as a person, um, I would start with, off by just saying like, yo, I'm from Detroit, you know what I'm saying? West Side, Seven Mile, Cast Tech <laughs> in the building, <laughs> you know? Um, but I have a really, you know, strong love for the city, you know what I'm saying, growing up in Detroit, you know, so I'm really passionate about the culture there and the people there, you know, and uh, sneaker culture itself has played a big role. And, you know, the person that I've become, I've always been into uh, streetwear, been in the fashion, been in the, you know, and everything that kind of it touches, right? So that, that comes with art, that comes with music you know, that comes with sports, you know, kind of thing. So like everything that revolves around that culture is something that just has always resonated with me. So that's me, bro, in a nutshell. Most definitely. <laughs> and and thank you for the introduction. And uh, like I said, make sure that y'all drop in some black hearts in the chat. We showing Donald some love. That's his favorite color. And that's also one of my favorite colors too. And it's, it's Black Friday. So 
let's, it's Black let's, Friday. Let's keep, let's keep the chat live. Um, so you had talked about, I want you to kind of like take me through your journey because I'm not even gonna hold you up, bro. When I had saw that you were the uh, marketing director for uh, Foot Locker uh, Detroit, I was like, you know, this, that's one of the like coolest jobs I ever heard of in my life. So um, take, take, take us through that journey to yeah. how that came about. And then I'm gonna ask you to <clears throat> dig a little deeper. And then, okay. you know, because um, we did go to CAST, I want you to kind of talk about high school, how that kind of like shaped and molded you towards like what you're mm. to right now. So kind of like start from there in high school and, and take us to where yeah. you are now. <clears throat> Good old days, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'll get into it, bro. So um, really since, uh, really since like middle school, I've been in the kicks, right? Even mm -hmm. before I could get them, you know, a lot of people had that same story, like always like shoes, I couldn't buy them, I'm one of them, <laughs> right? You know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so I really didn't start buying my own kicks until I started being able to work, you know? So like ninth grade, I was like saving money from cutting grass or doing whatever I could do in the neighborhood to get money. Cause I was just too young to get like an actual job, you know, first or whatever. So I, it started there for me. And then, um, I worked at Wendy's on, uh, on a uh, grand river in last year, you know what I'm saying? That was my <laughs> first actual job, bro. I was in there making sandwiches and burgers, mm -hmm. but, um, what happened was one of the dudes I worked with, uh, he also worked at the mall. So I would go to the mall every weekend and I would go to every single shoe store. One, just to see everything that was out. I wanted to see like even stuff that wasn't hype because it was different at that time. So Jordan's, newest Jordan's, what's out? You know, what's the newest uh, Flight Condors, Air Max, Nike basketball. I was just, I wanted to make sure I knew about everything. And at this point it was just out of interest. Um, Cause this is also like what 2004 2005 you know so like the internet and the blogs are just kind of picking up you know where we have like nice kicks on these different blogs today wasn't always like that you know what i'm saying like so i remember when i was kind of just starting i was discovering more people who like sneaker culture like me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. uh so i was i would go to the mall and i'll go to every store and i would go and finish line and i saw my man who worked at wendy's with me he was like working in the stockroom and i was like bro you work here how? What do I have to do? Who do I got to talk to? And his name is Mo. That's one of my brothers today. And uh, he told he told me who the store manager was. And I went every weekend and I bugged that man for a job until he gave me one. Um, <clears throat> so he gave me an interview and I showed up thinking I was fresh as hell, bro. I had, I was wearing Jordan, the laser print Jordan six rings and a Sean John button up. That was <laughs> size and a half too big. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, uh, I really wanted this job, you know what I'm saying? So I went and, um, mm. you know, I got it or whatever. And that was my first sneaker gig and, you know, working there. So I worked at Fairlane at Finish Line. And I uh, I pretty much worked up from a sales associate to through the stock room to assistant manager, you know, to bigger management positions. And I worked at different stores uh, within, like, the, the Metro Detroit area. So I worked at Fairlane. I worked at Great Lakes. I worked at Oakland, you know, kind of thing. So I was just like, you know, working at the sneaker stores or whatever, but I was still going to school. So by the time I graduated high school, uh, you know, Cass Tech is college prep through and through, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. So my track was engineering, you know what I'm saying? So when I went to college, that's what I went to school for was engineering. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, I went to school for mechanical engineering at Wayne state at first. And I went, I bounced back and forth between there and Western and, during this time, I'm still working in the sneaker stores, right? So I started dropping apparel. I wanted to do, I had an idea to make shirts that matches Jordan releases. And I wanted to call my brand Stay Lace. That's where Stay Lace Don come from. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so when I was doing that, I was like, yo, you don't have to dress like a mannequin. You ain't got to get the same shirt 
that's in the window just because you want to match your shoes. I want to make something different. You feel me? Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like selling shirts out of my book bag at first, like in class, <laughs> you know, at, at class. Uh, no, at Wayne State. Oh, okay. Okay. So I didn't start that until I got, until I left high school and then I went to Wayne State. Gotcha. So I was in like, you know, my gen ed classes, just like, you know, because people knew me for shoes, though. They see me right. or whatever, or they would see how I dressed and stuff like that. So it wasn't like bizarre that I had that shit. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. no, I don't want this book bag shirt. It was like, oh, this is sweet. My boyfriend, I love this. Or this is dope, mm -hmm. bro. Let me get one. You know, so it was like, cool. But I was terrible at designing because I had no experience <laughs> in it. So my shirts were trash. They were really, really bad. Uh, I see my brother Lou in here. He, he know what I'm talking about. So my, <laughs> my designs was really, really bad. But, um, I started to uh, go to, I used to travel to sneaker conventions. So like SneakerCon uh, in Chicago, SneakerCon in New York, uh, SneakerCon in Ohio. <clears throat> I would go to all the different conventions and I would take my product with me. And I met different people while I was there, like people who uh, were really big in like the graphic t-shirt industry at the time, like uh, like Bobby Fresh, like um, Original Roughneck. Uh, they, they all were brands that made sneaker shirts, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, this is dope. I need to become a better designer, mm -hmm. right? So I switched my major from engineering to graphic design. Now real right? quick, what was, your, yeah. what was your major at cast? Communications, okay. I think is what they put me in. Like, okay. cause kinda, yeah, kind of the same realm. Yeah, you know, it was community. I had to take a lot of like, um, what's it called? Not speech, but like not a debate or something like that. I had to yeah. take like those kind of classes there, and I did not do well in them. <laughs> but uh, I was good at math and science. But I was, you know, I was in AP physics and all of that. Right. You know what I'm saying, kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I was good on that tip. So when I went to school for engineering, I was doing good. Like I was on the dean's mm -hmm. list and all that. But. I didn't like what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm doing all this cool shit on nights and weekends. You know what I'm saying? But I'm spending my days in class or I'm spending my days. I, I never graduated uh, college. Okay. <clears throat> so when I was going to school for that, I was like, yo, I was in a class uh, when I was still in engineering called plastics. And the whole concept of the class was that I was supposed to be able to identify any item made out of plastic and tell you whether, whether it was high density polyethylene or whatever it was, the chemical composition of it was. And I was like, why the fuck do I want to know that? <laughs> you know, uh, for what I was really interested in, you know what I'm saying? And people yeah. were telling me like, yo, this is the most lucrative industry. Like you're going to make so much money and all of this. And I thought about it. I was like, no diss to, you know, that industry, but I was like, I wouldn't be happy doing that for 40 years or, you know, the next X amount of years of my career, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not, you know, so I basically when I got that mentality, I got closer and closer to doing more design driven uh, practices. So I started taking, I was at Western at the time, I started taking uh, art classes at the Kalamazoo Institute of Art so I could learn how to draw better. Mm -hmm. um, so it would be me on like Sunday afternoons with a class full of just old white women from Kalamazoo uh, learning like, you know, basic <laughs> drawing skills, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, I did that, but also at this time I started hosting events, you know, so I was hosting like, uh, you probably remember some of them, you know, we were doing like uh, open mics. Mm -hmm. So like hip hop open mic nights, but I would, uh, I would incorporate sneaker art into it you know what right. I'm saying, kind of thing so i now will host them at sneaker boutique so like boss classic kicks you know shout out to jay at boss was the first place to let me have an event in their space 
you know, so like at the time, SneakerCon wasn't coming to Detroit. We didn't have Lace Mitten or any other sneaker conventions that mm-hmm. we started to have over the next few years. So at that time, I was like, yo, I don't want to do it the same. I want to do it different. I want to bring more to it. So that's where the music came in. That's where the performances came in. And you could also, one, it's inside of a shoe store, but two, you were also seeing this artwork that was there. You know, so that was my first dip into doing like event driven, <clears throat> uh, community driven, like activations in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, so rocking out at Bob's, we got a really good response to it. Uh, we moved from there to uh, the Baltimore Gallery, you yep. know, uh, so that's because it got bigger. We could we were filling out Bob's, you feel me? So like we mm-hmm. needed to go somewhere else. And I like the setup of the Baltimore Gallery because it's like you walked in, it was a separate space. We had artwork in here. That's crazy. Yep. It's a kitchen. We can sell our drinks in the back room. We mm-hmm. can have music. You know what I'm saying? So yep. we had some of the most lit most traffic driven most like some of our my hugest events were you know at the baltimore you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. hold on so, what, oh yeah, RIP, yeah. I, no i was just gonna say rp to the baltimore man some legendary <laughs> events went down in there yeah and this you know it's, it's been a part of the culture for so long that it's like man it's weird to not have it you know what i'm saying right now like so much talent <laughs> Uh, so much Detroit talent has come through there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, even before it was Baltimore, when it was untitled, mm-hmm. uh, Bottega or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been, mm-hmm. it's, it was, it was, you know, it was the spot, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <clears throat> yeah, much later than, like, uh, Phil, my brother, yep. man, he he let me do so many events there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I legit would not have been able to do what I do today without those venues allowing me to, you know, mm-hmm. just trash it, you know what I'm saying? Like in those spaces, right. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, and, you know, to I guess like to kind of shorten the story, that eventually became my resume. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like what I realized that uh, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit in what we do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hosting these events, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm doing these different things. I didn't realize like, oh, this like, copy and pasted email that I'm sending out to these media outlets like bro that's a press release mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yo this uh, this concept and ideation that you're doing to get people out here that's field marketing you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying kind of thing you know so it's like all of these things that you just do kind of as an entrepreneur that you're figuring out yourself are like what people pay money to those are positions in corporate settings we just don't always know what they're called because we just doing it because we know how to get it out the mud that's how we get down right you know what i'm saying so uh like i said like i worked through those positions and i was still i still have my nine to five and uh we were having these different events and doing things in the city product and stuff like that uh then eventually uh Clue and I founded um, what at that time was called Fuar, which is now what we call Wins Brand, which was like when we dropped by Detroit Wins merchants through that. Mm-hmm. Then um, uh, that's also where Clean ended up coming from. And really, like, <clears throat> we just wanted to, you know, we worked at No Joe Kicks for some time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I learned a lot while I was there. Uh, I And I was really, I got to a point where I was like, yo, like, if I'm not going to go to school, I still have to teach myself these things, right? I still have to learn something so I can make a plan, right? So I was making, like, great bread, like, yeah, as a manager, right? You know, I was, like, making good money. Like, we was bonusing every month. I was making good chicken. Like, not like I wasn't eating crazy, but I was, you know, doing straight. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I took a pay cut to go to Nojo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I was like, yo, this opportunity, I'm going to get to work directly with the owners of the brand. I get to flex my muscle in other areas. So I was doing 
uh, digital photography for them. I was doing social media for them. I was doing marketing for them. I was able to help out with buying and different things, you know, like any events that they were hosting within the space. I was in the culture that I wanted to be in. Even though I was making less money, I was happier, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I was like, everything I'm learning, I'm able to do now. It helped me flex those muscles for where I am today. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, you know, I made a sacrifice to go there, but it, you know, I feel like it paid off, you know, then, um, you know, but it, again, like being there for some time, uh, <clears throat> I need to make more money, right? So I was like, yo, I need to make more bread. I went through that that phase where it's like, yo, I just need this nine to five to pay for my dreams. So I ended up working at Quicken Loans for a little while, being a mortgage banker and making good money. Again, not happy during the day. Mm -hmm. um, ended up working at uh, Kit and Ace, which is like a sister company to Lululemon downtown. They're not mm -hmm. there no more. I worked at Carhartt. I worked at the Detroit Historical Museum. I had many different positions, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all kind of adjacent to, you know, the culture of Detroit or the culture of like fashion in some way, mm -hmm. but um, still not necessarily what I wanted to be, you know? So I was in a position where I was just applying for shit like almost every day, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I just, I just need to make more money. I just need a new job. And I got to a point where I was like, yo, I want to, I need to focus on what I really want to do. You know what I'm saying? I know I want to work in a social media or a marketing role within a company or industry that I really liked. Instead of applying for a bunch of different jobs, I was like, I'm going to apply for stuff I really want to do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I ended up, when I shifted my mindset like that, that was when I found the position that I have today. It's like it came up as soon as I changed my mind, mm -hmm. you know. And when I saw it, I was like, that's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my, you know, my job. So, like, I've been with the company for two years now. And um, when I started, I was a manager. I was a marketing manager specific for just Detroit. Um, then I recently got promoted to a director, the position that I have now. Turn up. You know, yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it took time for me to understand, like, where to really focus my energy. You know what I'm saying? To get where I am, you know. And again, talking about like wins, brand and clean, when we started those things, um, it was because like I had worked in the culture for so long and, you know, I was doing freelance graphic design for other sneaker boutiques or brands in the city, like Loose Cannon, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and just people who need their logos and stuff like that. So I was flexing my muscle and meeting people. And, you know, but I wanted to start a brand where I could do all the stuff I wanted to do creatively, kind of uninhibited, you know. And me and Clue just really worked well together. So we started that, but it was like, yo, we can't just pop out with clothes or merch. We need to start something to get a following. So we did a blog first. Um, and when we did the blog, it was all about streetwear and sneakers. So we was able to gain mm -hmm. a small following from that. And literally like two months into that, we were contacted by Nike, you know, um, off the side, I wasn't even at Foot Locker yet. This was off the strength of this blog that got like maybe a thousand followers, right? But they saw the content that we were putting out. They liked how genuine we were as people. And what came from that ended up being, um, we actually were invited to Nike's campus in Oregon. We was able to go through their campus. We did a tour of their facilities. Uh, we were able to consult on projects that were coming out over the next like year or so with them, right? <clears throat> and that was dope. You know what I'm saying? It's like a great start for a brand that just kind of literally started a couple months ago, you know what I'm saying? At this mm -hmm. point, you know, so was able to make connections from that. And, you know, again, like these are all just like resume builders and, you know, points that helped my experience grow, you know, kind of mm -hmm. thing to where when I, uh, you know, I always say like, it's a difference between like knowing your worth and like proving it. 
Yeah. And a lot of times people are like, yo, I know I can do this or I know I can do this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's cool. But if I don't know that, you have to show me. You got to prove me. And the best way to do that is to do the work and to have that resume behind you that's like, yo, like, you don't got to take my word for it. You can check tape. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Kind of thing, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, you know, like I said, I got with Foot Locker in January two years ago. Uh, and it's been dope. You know, it's a re it was a really new position when I got brought on, you know, so I've been able to uh, learn a lot, you know, but also like really make it my own. And um, yeah, bro, that's been like the journey, you know what I'm saying, to where I'm yeah. at now, you know, so I've actually just relocated to Chicago. Really? Yeah, you know, so I'm in Chicago now. I've, I've literally only been here a week. <clears throat> oh, dope. Okay. Yeah, you know, only a week. That's why, like, people don't really know yet. Like, I got a, a Nike Chicago shirt on right now. Like, ah, I literally just got here. Okay. Like, I don't even got no furniture yet. I'm like, I'm, this is, <laughs> what you see back here is everything. It's like this in the kitchen. That's all you, <laughs> you know need. That's all you need yeah. for now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, but I'm, I took this position because I was like, you know, one, dope is a promotion, but I still had that proximity to Detroit where it's one of my regions. You know what I'm saying? So I get to see... Like, I'm going to be in Detroit this weekend for an event that we're hosting at our community story, right? So I yeah. still have that line into Detroit, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to, like, I'm not just going, you know, but more importantly, I get to help like-minded people like myself do what I was able to do for Detroit for their cities, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, bro, that's that's been the journey, man. <laughs> that's, that's what it yeah. That's what's up, man. Hey, bro, I absolutely love that story, and I, I want to let everybody know, if you're watching – Put some, put some claps in the chat. I know it's digital and we can't hear it, but we need to feel the love because uh, Don <laughs> definitely came through dropping the gems, man. And, and uh, it's beautiful to hear your story. And if it's one thing, like people were saying in the chat, that I want people to get from that is the hustle, like, you know, the, the, the making sure that you, the prosperity of it, being able to say like, okay, I don't have, I don't have all of the answers yet to what it is I'm trying to do, but let me, you know, do what I got to do to figure it out. I need to make more money to do X, Y, and Z. Let me go do that. I need to, you know, get my creative skills up. Let me go do that. Yeah. Like actually putting the work in. <laughs> and then as you see, like, you know, your opportunity presented itself and you didn't have to like try to fumble around and stumble and get ready. You was ready. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, it's I, yeah, I feel like success is a mixture of that, right? It's a it's sure. a mixture of like opportunity and preparation. Like mm -hmm. shout out to Nip, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's one of those things where it's like I often ask people like <clears throat> you know, like if that one thing you wanted to happen, like the one thing you feel like is missing for you to like level up, if that was to happen to you right now today, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you a rapper and you just want the right person to hear your mixtape or whatever, you a photographer, you just need the the right opportunity. If somebody came to you right now with that opportunity, would you be ready? Mm -hmm. And people will say, yeah, because they like, oh, I'm ready because I want it. But like when I say, are you ready? Like, are you ready to accept it in a term of like, can they, when they meet you and they like, yo, okay, well, have you done this before? Where's your resume? What's your YouTube? You know, where's your Instagram? Not even on just like your followers and shit like that, but like, why should I invest in you? Why should I believe you? Whether it's time, money, or effort, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So it's like, you can't just say like you're ready you know what i'm saying like are you prepared for it so when the opportunity mm -hmm. comes you are ready to accept it and move forward with it you know kind of thing so you got to do the work now you know what i'm saying and like today mm -hmm. to prepare you for those opportunities later because you don't know when they were going to come you know what i'm saying right. like like literally like i truly believe like if you are doing things from a place of passion and from a positive place good things will happen to you, you know, like, but like, I didn't apply for this job that I got promoted to, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, 
they called me and was like, do you want this? They didn't even put it up on the website for right. people, other people to apply. They was like, you would be good for this if you want it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Not, not, not as a flex. I was surprised. I was like, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? But it was, it's a result of, like, people seeing the work that I put in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro. It's, it's a mixture of that opportunity, but it's also being prepared for it. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, and shout out to that hustle, man. Um, and then continuing on with with that topic of the hustle. So you wear a few different hats. So, you know, that's the, the foot locker game that you got. That's one thing. And, um, you know, it's dope that you were able to yeah. work your passion that way. But then tell us about the businesses that you own uh, with your partner. It's funny in the chat. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, so Wynn's brand is apparel. So it's... Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a clothing line uh, because our intention isn't to just like always have clothes whenever. Uh, the idea really is for us to create a product that we want to see in the market. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like just, you know, being really intentional with the designs that we put out, um, the quality of what we put out. Uh, so it might be once a month, it might be every quarter. It won't be super regular, but the idea is that like whenever we have uh, inspiration to drop some apparel, because Cool and I are both really into streetwear, we're able to do that. Yeah. Uh, the concept of wins brand is uh, celebrating the journey just as much as the wins. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, you know, I think uh, as, you know, entrepreneurs and creators, we don't always uh, appreciate the journey of where we're, the you know, that we're on. You know, and as a result, we only look at all that. I'm not really happy until I make it. Always kind of chasing that, that feeling, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? You should always be hungry and ambitious, but you still got to celebrate those small wins along the way that's getting you there and enjoy your life along the way. Right. And that's really the concept of that brand. So uh, a lot of the product that we put out so far has been Detroit wins, uh, obviously, as an ode to the city that we're from. Uh, you know, but that's that's the whole concept with Winch, you know. So we, we're dropping something for Black History Month. Uh, you know, check that out, you know what I'm saying? It's um it's probably gonna be a collection of hoodies. Uh, you know, it's still kinda cool out, you know, as opposed to snow and shit. But um, <laughs> you know, uh but that's wins, you know, but clean uh clean came about uh one we're both big sneaker heads and have always just taken care of our shoes. Uh mm-hmm. and Clue approached me one day and he was like, Bro, I wanna start cleaning shoes like professionally like as a business you know he was like something like one that we can fall back on that we can grow and it's also something that i can do with my hands and i feel really confident about mm-hmm. <clears throat> i don't like cleaning shoes <laughs> Me neither. other people's shoes but i clean mine right you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and but i'm like i i rock with this is a good idea it's a proven model it's been done in other cities i'm like dope i was like yo like let's come together and brand it <clears throat> the way that we do everything else let's give it our unique aesthetic that we do everything else so the name of the brand is just clean sneaker care uh all capitalized you know our color is a uh, a variant of infrared which is like one of my favorite jordan colors mm-hmm. uh kind of thing so it's like a really hyper pink and uh that brand we pretty much are just like a mobile sneaker cleaning service so you can dm us you can put in an inquiry through the page you can bring your kicks to us um and we'll bring them back to life you know what i'm saying kind of thing you know so right now we're doing a, a few different services from light cleans to deep cleans um different materials whether it's that that yeezy net material whether it's suede whether it's leather um you know we get them back together but that's no more, no less what that brand is about, you know, but the concept really is just like, you know, 
we have a trusted name within sneaker culture. So the idea is that it's like, yo, we treat your kicks just like we treat our own. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, you go get them back the way I want, I would want my shoes to look, you right. know, kind of thing. So it's that trust behind the name because it's like, you know that we've been doing this for so long. But uh, those are the brands, bro. You know, those are the- It's time for my favorite part <laughs> of the show. All right, all right. Freestyle Friday. <laughs> Okay, so I want everybody. I'm not to about do. to rap. <laughs> come, on, come on, man! You promised me you was going. You was going to drop I'm some bars. I'm not about to rap. Not, <laughs> if my brother Lewis still in here. He can spit some bars. I'm not about to rap. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. All right, for sure. And um, so, what I want everybody to do is put Freestyle Friday in the chat, and then also I want y'all to participate as well and answer these questions. I only got two rules to Freestyle Fridays. You got to answer every question, and you got to answer honestly. That's it. Oh shit! Okay, I've been drinking, but let's get it. <laughs> no, I think I think you'll be. I think you got it. All right. So listen, you got you got to eat a hundred McNuggets under thirty minutes. Who are you calling to help you eat that thirty? Eat that hundred nuggets. Uh, Vince, my brother Vince, in the chat. I feel like we would literally do that, like one hundred percent. Like I'm about to say a celebrity name. If I had to say like a a, a, a celebrity name, I feel like I would pick like uh. I feel like I'll pick like currency or somebody who smoke okay. who had a munchies already <laughs> and they'll be like, bro, like <clears throat> like, oh, you only ordered a hundred, you know, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> you ain't you ain't have to pick a celebrity, but I love that answer. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. All right, so because your brother from D, Castex, C T, uh, you pull yes, up sir. to the con- you pull up to the Coney. I need to know what you order at the window. Uh, grilled chicken pita with the chili fries, um, <laughs> like off the dribble. Um, or if I'm like just if I'm already folded, then it's probably gonna be like a wing ding dinner and like a bacon cheeseburger. Wing. So the the bacon cheeseburger is with the the wing dings is the size of the bacon cheeseburger. Oh, bro, it's a wrap. Yeah, like, okay. I'm, like okay. I I eat a lot. Like I'm big down now. Like this is a big version of me. I'm usually I was much smaller than this. Like after this call, I'm about to go fuck some shit up. But <laughs> but yeah, bro, that's uh yeah, like literally, like I was, it's a it was a Detroit one on Woodward. <clears throat> Classic. That was like I have way too many memories there to to share on this call. <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's I'm either getting that grilled chicken pizza with the chili fries. Or mm-hmm. I'm getting the wing ding dinner, bacon cheese bacon. Man, you eating good, man. I love it. All right, now now you got to give us something off of your bucket list. <clears throat> I really would like to do a, um, a shoe surgeon class, mm. <clears throat> which that might be a weird bucket list thing. If you're not, it's not whiskey disco. Did he say whiskey disco? Yeah. Can you mute Caleb? Mute Caleb. <laughs> whiskey disco. Uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> um, so, like, you're not familiar with shoe surgeon, but he like is his classes are pretty expensive. It's like a few bands on top of you having to travel to. I think he in Cali, maybe New York, but I think he in Cali. But you go through a class of like making your own shoe, right? <clears throat> and um, you start with a base. They do like Jordan ones often, and they help you deconstruct it add your own materials to it, add your own colors to it, whatever, your laces, whatever you're doing, you really are building a shoe back up from scratch. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I would love to do that class. You know what I'm saying? I would love to go out there and do that. You know what I'm saying? It's something I really want to do. Um, that's just the most popular one that I know of. Okay. But there's like versions of that 
a lot in like New York and LA, like on the coast kind of thing, where there's a large like uh like fashion community, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I would love to like spend a week or two weeks going to one of those things, like no work, not focus on nothing else. I go there, do my classes or whatever, and just really like spend that time constructing a shoe from scratch. Whether it's like a model that like an Air Force One or a, a Jordan one that's already made, or some of the ones that are more like bespoke and where you're just making like a completely new one. Uh, do you have a favorite quote <clears throat> that you live by or just a favorite quote that you like? Yes. Uh, that quote is, I got two that I really like. My main one is, um, <clears throat> it's a difference between knowing your worth and proving it, which is something I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and my second one is, the way that I say it to other people is that niggas don't owe you shit, but I usually say it in a more blanket setting is people don't owe you shit. But um, I like those a lot because they both, to me, mean like you got to find and make your own way. And if you are fortunate to have resources along the way to tap into, great. You know what I'm saying? But nobody owes you a job. Nobody owes you an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? You have to earn those things. You have to go out and get, you know, kind of thing like that. So it's acknowledging, you know, that dope, camaraderie of the people in your life who support you but mm-hmm. also like yo like you got to get it on your own sometimes and you have to be there to support yourself because nobody's gonna believe in you the way that you do and nobody's gonna stand behind you the way that you do and also Respect. people are more willing to work with you or support you when they see you supporting yourself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like if you're a person talking about like oh i want to do x y and z but i reached out to this person they never hit me back so you just not go do it you know yeah. what I'm saying, kind of thing. Right. You just go, you just not go do it now because you gotta know. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much did you really care to begin with? Is how I would consider that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll get mm-hmm. told more, no more, way more than you get told yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like, if you stop in there, bro, then you know what I'm saying? It's it's a wrap for you before you even get started. So those are my two favorite quotes. Uh, I don't know if they're like put on the shirt worthy quotes, <laughs> but. There are things I tell myself all the time is that I tell people around me, you know, all the time, you know, and uh, they they mean a lot to me because there's so much conversation that comes from them. You successfully passed Freestyle Friday. I didn't have any doubt in my mind that you would. So shout out to you for for (laughs) making it through. Um, I thought you was going to try to make me rap, bro. I was like, wait, this wasn't wasn't in the email, bro. Where did this come from? just, Just a little razzle dazzle. Uh, here yeah. and there, but but appreciate you for for answering those questions. And uh, I got a, a few more, uh, kind of going back to the the business side of it. So you know, the essence more time. We good. Oh yeah, turn up, a little turn more time. up. <laughs> so so uh, in the essence of Black Friday, being able to spotlight different black professionals, black businesses, and stuff like that. Uh, why do you feel like it's important to support black business? So. <clears throat> Black culture in general is the driving force for so many industries, right? So you can't talk about music. You can't talk about art. You can't talk about fashion. You can't talk about sports. uh, You can't talk about many industries without understanding how black culture has influenced or shaped them in some way. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of businesses that monetize what we do, you know what I'm saying, and take advantage of our culture, but <clears throat> that's why it's important to support those black businesses, right, so that we can be in those positions, excuse me, so we can be in those positions to open those doors for people coming up behind us, right? So, if for no other reason, that's why it's important. It's like, yeah, it's great to put some money in a black business's pocket today, but it means so much more, you know, on the back end. 
Now, having said that, I'm very tough on black businesses. I'm very hard on black businesses, and people sometimes give me shit for it. But that's only because I want us to go harder, right? Mm -hmm. And I know the potential of our people. And, like, literally just from, like, the places I've been in and the positions I've been in for the last few years, uh, I've realized what people can do when they just have the resources. I've seen what people can do when they just have, like, the budget to do it. Right. I'm an example of that. It's like when we were talking about some of my events from earlier, it was like, son, like I was doing shit off like a couple hundred dollars from my pocket. And we had the turnouts that you saw. Mm -hmm. Like I saw Laura in the chat earlier. Me and Laura threw was probably like the largest art exhibit the mm -hmm. car center in Detroit has ever had. You know what I'm saying? We had a turnout of over 500 people on our opening night. It was the first art exhibition, purely art exhibition I had co-curated, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then Loki turned into a party, but you know, different sermon and for then, different sermon. And, and then turned into a party, you know what I'm saying? We got it together, you know what I'm saying? But that experience came because like I was afforded the opportunity and the budget to do it. And we didn't have a big budget. It wasn't like the car center was like, oh, here's some bands, bro, go crazy. We had like a stack, I think, right? And right. all of that went to like resources. So if you was at the first black ID at the car center and you had a drink. I pay for those, right? Like, <laughs> right. I went to the store and bought that liquor for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, out of pocket, you know what I'm saying? So, like, but imagine what people similar to us can do when they have the resources to do it, you know, kind of thing. So that's why it's important to support uh, Black businesses because, like, we're only seeing, like, a tip of the iceberg of what they're capable of and what they can do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, like, but when we really put some bread behind them and some money behind them, and it's like, watch them go. Now, the reason I said I'm tough on black businesses is because I feel like we have to be responsible in holding them to the a good standard, <clears throat> right? Like, I don't want to buy something just because it's from a black brand. I want to buy it because it's dope. Mm -hmm. I want to buy it because it's good. I want to buy it because it's quality because I'm still spending my money on it. And the fact that it's from a black business should be like, in addition to that, it should be like, and I'm supporting a black business. Hell yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to get this just because it's my cousins, whatever, you know, kind of thing. It should be like, yo, like, there's some real intention behind this. You know what I'm saying? They're doing a good job at it. And I feel like we owe it to each other to have those conversations and critiques, right? So it's like, if you, you order a shirt from me or my brand and it's trash or it's shitty or the quality's not best, I'd rather you tell me that so that when I try to grow and expand, I could look for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I could create some quality control behind it. I'm not going to continue putting out something terrible <clears throat> or just not up to standard. And we wouldn't accept that from anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. You think about your favorite hole in the wall hood restaurant, the food be good, but it's like a shitty building or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? A lot of that is due to circumstances, right? It's like, right. You know, like they might not right. have the same money that another business have to renovate a whole building, you know, kind of thing. And we could talk about access to grants and small business loans. We could talk about that when we do the, the finance version of Black Fridays. Right. But, you know, my point being is that the little things like, yo, like that Skittle has been on the back of that chair since I was 10 years old. Y'all just not trying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. It's like, that's, that's a difference, you know? So like being intentional with what you putting out. And then it's like, I, well, I see people who like, complain about not being taken serious as a business on social media. Like, oh, people always asking me for a discount or they doing this or doing that. Like people only go do what you allow them to. Right. So if you're not conducting your business in a business-like fashion, they're not gonna approach you like that. 
These same people aren't DMing whatever fucking business and saying the same shit. They're doing that to you because of how you maneuver. So mm-hmm. think about the little stuff. So it's like, do you have a menu or a list of your services or whatever it is on your website and it looks crispy and professional? Or did you write it out in the notes app and screenshot it? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. It's just like, well, if you're not taking this shit seriously, how can you expect me to? You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So it's like, I feel like it's on people like ourselves who like, has that experience from like <clears throat> doing it ourselves or an entrepreneurial background or a corporate setting to help build those around us because it's like yo like that's a really small tweak that can make your shit pop you right. know what i'm saying so like you do have to think about things uh in a different way so that's when i say i'm tough on black businesses that's what i mean so they have my complete support you know what i'm saying and that means more than spending my money with them it means like sharing my knowledge sharing my experience with them as mm-hmm. well give us, your, give us your handles man where can the people reach you where can the people go buy your stuff mm-hmm. where can people you know follow you for all your dope photos and hey y'all his, his yeah. instagram mm-hmm. lit his Instagram lit. The aesthetics on there is crazy. So make sure y'all go follow Stay Lace Don. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, like you know, Zell mentioned, like so Stay Lace Don on Instagram. Uh, definitely follow me. You know, check it out or whatever. Like I share a lot of the work that I do with Foot Locker. I share a lot of what we do with Clean Sneaker Care. And you can just keep up with us there. Um, in regard to clean, if you need your kicks taken care of, uh, if you're in a Detroit market or even if you are outside of Detroit, we do take shipping orders. So follow us on Clean Sneaker Care. <clears throat> uh, and our website is basically just cleansneakercare.com. And then with Wins, it's uh, Wins brand on Instagram as well. You know, so follow those platforms, you know, like tap in with us. We always looking to work with new people, collaborate with people as well when it makes sense. And like I said, like we're here for the city, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited to keep growing, man. So thank you. Most definitely. Make sure y'all follow the mission. Um, gave us a lot of great gems tonight, man. A lot of great quotables. And uh, make sure you tap in with him. Tap in. Keep tapping in with Black Fridays. We'll be back next week uh, with another episode. And, uh, hey, man, I know your time is money and that drink almost gone. So I'm going to let you go ahead and, and get back to the grind, man, and enjoy the evening. And, uh, and and keep the keep the ball rolling, brother. But I'm a, I'm definitely tap in with you much sooner than later. So I appreciate you tonight, bro. For sure, bro. Thank you. All right, y'all. All right, my man. Take it easy.